you're at the intersection of faith and fun. Welcome to the Hangout for Hope podcast. Now, here's your host, Pastor Aaron Lane. Hey, everybody, it's Pastor Aaron Lane right here at Advent Lutheran Church at the corner of God, Government, and Golf, 3660 Kenny Road in Columbus, Ohio, on your maps and on the internet at adventelc.org. You can also check us out on our social media pages. Uh, let's see here. We've got YouTube, we've got Instagram, we've got Facebook and Twitter, and they're all at Advent ELC. Welcome again to Hang Out for Hope, your spiritual pick-me-up that's just the right amount of time for this moment in time. So uh, here's the deal for today. I am very excited. Um, you know how like some people have birthdays and other people have like wedding anniversaries. This upcoming Sunday, that's right, July 10th, 2022, I will be turning 17 years old as a pastor. That's right. On that special day when I was ordained at St. John Lutheran Church uh, in Columbus, Ohio, right on the hilltop. I uh, It was a wonderful day. It was a hot day. And it was a day not only did I get ordained, I think the service started around two o'clock. Um, I at the earlier service, I actually got to baptize my son, Caden, who's also 17, which, by the way, is the only way I do the math to make sure I know how old I am and everything. Uh, but then also I got to baptize my father. It was a really special day to be able to baptize my dad and my father on the same day that I was ordained to be a pastor in the ELCA, which is the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America. Now, how did I become a pastor? I'm sure some of you are like, you know, how does a president become a president? How does this, you know, how do you get into that line of work? You know, how does, how does one say, you know, I really want to be on call 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You know, I really want to you know, do that thing that nobody's afraid of. Get up in front of people and talk about faith and love and Jesus and community. You know, that's what I really want to do. I'll be honest with you. I was not very keen on becoming a pastor. Um, and we're going to talk a little bit about this, about this thing called the inner call and the outer call. We'll talk a little bit about that. But to help us understand uh, what it means to be a pastor, what it means to become a pastor, what even is the term pastor mean? I have my good friend and fellow classmate of the Trinity Lutheran Seminary at the Capital University, class of 2005, the Reverend Julie Hudson. Hi, Julie. Hey, Aaron. It is so good to be here. Congratulations. 17 oh. years. I was there. I remember it was a hot day. Yes, it was a very hot day. Yes, I remember hot. that uh, specifically because um, Julie was, I mean, she is amazing. I don't want to say she was and now, you know, eh. but um, Julie was an am amazing sacristan at, um, at, at Trinity and she helped me with my ordination service, which was huge. And um, I remember that day and it was so hot because somebody, because it wasn't on the normal schedule of having a service on Sunday at two o'clock on a July 10th, um, somebody forgot to put the air conditioning back and uh, nobody in the church who was there had a key to it. So we just had to suffer. We just had to suffer. And, you know, I mean, those robes that we wear are so light. And, you know, the stoles yeah. we wear, you know, whatever, it's fine. It was like a foretaste of what was to come, wasn't it? 
<laughs> I was already in the hot seat the very you day. You were of. already in the hot seat. That is right. That's that you're right. already sweating it out. Oh my gosh. So, yeah. We well, can this all day. That's right. That's right. I remember specifically um, one of the things that I did not plan on on the day that I was ordained was uh, who would collect the offering. Now, you may say, where does the offering go on an ordination service? And that's a good question. Normally the seminarian uh, or the graduate, the person being ordained, you know, designates something that's near and dear to their heart, some kind of ministry. And uh, mine was going to Lutheran social services of central Ohio. Uh, but I forgot to have someone actually take the offering plates to the people to pass out. And so my very first act as a pastor was to collect the offering. I'll oh, never forget that. Now, there, there it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. So, Julie, uh, can you tell us, like, what is it that you do? You've gone full yes. circle. You've gone from student to in the parish, and and now you're back. I am back. So, yes, I was a parish pastor for many years and served in um, both in Upper Sandusky, Ohio, which is about I don't know an hour north of here, and then in Seattle, Washington. And I had the great privilege when I was in Seattle of, of um, supervising seminary interns. So these are people like you and I, who back in the day were preparing to be pastors and needed to do an internship where you go to a congregation and figure it out. What does it mean that you forgot to ask someone to take up the offering? And then what happens? And those, you know, you really kind of put feet on what you've been learning in the classroom. So I supervised a lot of interns and Trinity Seminary had an opening for the director of contextual and experiential formation, which sounds really, really important. It um, is. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, I was going to say it sounds more important than it is. It's important work, but um, what this means is that I manage the contextual education of our students here, putting them in internship sites, helping them find placements that work well for their needs. And then I also help our students who have field placement uh, assignments, find those sites. Advent Lutheran Church has been one of those places. We're very happy about that. As are we. And yes. And uh, then I also help students learn about worship. I teach a couple of classes. Um, I manage our worship life here. So I kind of wear wear a few different hats. Yeah. Well, and that's part of the pastor gig, right? Is, yes, it is. It, you, you wear a lot of different hats throughout yes. your time. So wait, are you saying Aaron, <laughs> pastor, yeah. Reverend Aaron Lane, that you, you do not only work on Sunday morning for an hour and a half. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I do. I totally go to desperatepreacher.com, download the sermon on Saturday night or maybe Sunday morning, depending on what's going on. Yep. And then, uh, no, yeah, it's, um, you know, I think I said it earlier. It is, it is a 24 seven thing that maybe not a lot of people see behind the curtain. I know I had a confirmation, um, youth once asked me, so what do you do? What's your job the rest of the week? And I was like, <laughs> this and he's like this is my job no what what do you do and i'm like this so it is it's really interesting and i, I i'm so happy that i mean congratulations to you too you got to be coming up on your 17th anniversary i am um, yeah. on the 22nd oh, so. just a little bit 
just you beat me by a few days. Yes, if you, I just, you know, Julie and I, so Julie at one time had the last name Martin and my last name is Lane. So we used to sit next to each other in class um, yes. a lot. So we just FYI <laughs> to those who are listening right now, we do know each other pretty well yes, um in do. fact she tells stories of me whenever i'm in the holy land and she subs in the uh, pulpit for me <laughs> and right. i watched live i watched that live from okay. jerusalem so it was very good sermon very good sermon oh, um so to become a pastor um mm -hmm. i you know it's interesting to me because we hear about priests we hear you know mm -hmm. um i know priests uh, in the roman catholic church go to seminary for six years um, we here in the ELCA, how long do we go to school for? Well, it is typically a four-year program. Okay. So um, you and I back in the day, and then at, at the other ELCA seminaries, there are seven ELCA seminaries. Oh, at the seven. Other, mm -hmm. Yeah, because two combined. So uh, at, at the other um, ELCA seminaries, the way that looks is most students go year one, two, and three on campus and then do internship, or they do year one and two on campus internship, and then come back for year four, which is what you and I did. Yep. Um, now at Trinity, we have moved to what we call the two plus two model. So our students come and do two years on campus, and then they do two years on internship. Wow. Yeah, because we what we were learning was the you just almost can't overstate how important that experiential component of formation is. You know, getting out there. It's one thing to 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 learn about preaching. It's another thing to do it regularly. Yep. It's one thing to learn about pastoral care, going to see people when they're in the hospital or sick or someone has died or they're planning a wedding. And then it's another thing to do it. Right. So we decided it, it deserved a couple of years and we sneak in a little bit of coursework during those two years. So the students take one course per semester, mm -hmm. either distance learning, or they come back for just a one week kind of really intensive course or, um, and then they, they do that while they're on internship. So two years, in the seminary, two years on internship. And then if you've also gotten through candidacy, which is a whole nother thing. <laughs> what? There's more? <laughs> but wait, there are more. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but then you're, you're finished with um, your seminary experience. Your candidacy experience is another thing. Okay. Well, that's, I mean, that's neat that there's different models in mm -hmm. order from the academic standpoint. And, and just to be clear, um, so you have to have a prerequisite um, is to have an undergraduate degree, to have a bachelor's degree. Is that right? Almost always. Okay. If you have had significant um, other, other work that, mm -hmm. but you don't have the bachelor's, mm -hmm. a committee here of, of esteemed professors will interview you and, and, do that and may give you a waiver on that. It, okay. it doesn't happen very often, but it, it can happen. But so usually you would need to have a bachelor's degree and people always ask me, does it need to be in religion? Does mm. it? No, it could be in, you know, anything. We have 
um, lots of people who have fascinating undergraduate degree programs, or we have lots of people who come as second career students. Mm. They were, you and I in our class had a doctor and a lawyer. Yep. Yep. Um, yep. I was second career. So, you know, a lot of people will, will try one thing on and then hear this, what you were talking about earlier, this call from God as an internal call and then experience an external call from the church and those around them and, and begin to explore what, what ministry might look like as a vocation. That's a really great point because I know for me, my undergraduate began as a music major at Capitol. And then the conservatory music asked me to stop being a music major. Um, very politely. Uh, they were really nice about it. Um, they, they just said, stop. Um, and so I became uh, an elementary education major, which both have served me well, uh, you know, music in the church. Obviously, I think a lot of us get that no matter what kind of church you go to a liturgical, non-liturgical, it doesn't matter. Right. Music is always important. And I've always said no one goes out of church humming the sermon. That's, you know, it's, it's usually the song, but then yep. the other one with, uh, you know, for me with an elementary ed, um, degree, you know, I just got done last week with vacation Bible school here at Advent. What a great time, but I was able to understand, you know, educational psychology. I was able to understand how to, how to put together the story time for the kids in a way that met them where they are in an age appropriate way. Um, and also helped our volunteers to under, so they can understand not all of them are teachers. So, um, how to teach them how to teach. And, and I really love that aspect that you don't have to have an undergraduate degree in religion or theology. Um, you can bring different life experience into seminary. Yes. And that is part of the richness really of not just your seminary experience, but I think that's the richness of the church is that. God takes the fullness of who we are mm. and uses it uh, for the betterment of the Christ church. And what a great um, gift that is. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I know when we went through it, um, so you were talking about contextual education, obviously that's what you do. Um, but then you also talked about the academic track and then this thing called candidacy. Yes. Um, yeah, that was such an enjoyable experience. I know when we went through it, um, and maybe you can speak to it. I know when we went through it, um, we had different stages along the way. You had entrance and then you had approval and then you, or I'm sorry, excuse me, entrance and then endorsement and then approval. Um, you had um, the three-day psychological evaluation, which by the way, that's a ton of fun. And then um, along the way too, uh, it kind of helped discern, you know, yes, I can do this in my head, but am I actually supposed to be doing this? Mm -hmm. um, is it still that way? It is so that process is almost unchanged. Wow. Uh, so we still do the psyche valve. Mm -hmm. um, you know, people tend to get really anxious around that. Truly, we are not trying to determine whether we are crazy or not. Um, what we're trying to determine is whether who, how we are wired, mm. how that will intersect with ministry. And it's, it's, a very helpful tool because it lets people who are considering this as a vocation know where they might need to do a little extra work. 
and super valuable. I know it was not, you know, the best way to spend three days, but whatever. Um, I had worse. <laughs> yeah. Right. So that, that's still, that's still a requirement. And then yes, we still do. Um, so the ELCA is divided up into synods, which are like regional, you know, uh, regional areas of the state, or just depending on how many mm. uh, Lutheran churches there are in an area. My bishop in Seattle used to say that Lutherans were denser in the Midwest. <laughs> yeah. Wait a second. Hold on. Uh, wait, <laughs> Hold on. That's just yeah. double meaning there. Hold on. I will say it was from Marysville, Ohio, though. Mm. Uh, yeah. I mean, that was right up the road from us. Yeah. 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 There you yep. go. Yep. So um, your, your candidacy committee from that synod really mm-hmm. partners with you, walks alongside of you for those three kind of um, gateposts, if you will, that you described. So for entrance, you write an essay, you do an interview and they say, yeah, you know, Aaron, we think, we think you could, you could go to seminary. So Yes, go to seminary. And then at endorsement, which happens at a place along the way when you've had a specific amount of uh, coursework and when you've done clinical pastoral education, which is a uh, whole other thing. CPE. Hey, hey. hey wah, wah. Um, <laughs> sorry, CPE is awesome. It um, is. It is. But it I is. understand. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then you do endorsement, which is a whole other essay and interview. And the committee says, you know, we think you're ready for internship. That really is the, the dividing line there is, are you ready for internship? Mm. Then if you've done that and you successfully get through internship, another interview, another essay, and you are approved for ordination. So those three pieces. So I always tell students, it's like two parallel train tracks, seminary, mm candidacy and at at key places they intersect those trains intersect and what you Mm -hmm. want to do is keep your trains from crashing into one another (laughs) and make sure you have like all everything's copacetic on both tracks at the same time and that is the other piece that I do here is I help our students manage those two aspects of their formation. And I'm glad, I, I'm glad that the institution of the seminary f- helps you to, to say, we need someone like Julie to help that. Because I, I remember for me, that was really stress inducing, um, you know, because it is, it's a lot of pressure to make sure that you are keeping up academically, keeping up, you know, with candidacy, also keeping up with the fact that uh, you're still a person and in this training process, in this discerning process and, you know, being able to have some fun or be able to still be who you are, um, you know, through it all. That's, that's great that you help students stay on track like that. I do my best. And, you know, to that end, Aaron, um, our students are of all ages and come mm-hmm. from all different places. Um, Trinity has a history of having Hungarian students who are seminary students at the seminary in Hungary, and they come and study with us for a year. And um, that's really a great gift to us. So when you come here, you know, you won't just find people from Columbus, you'll find people from all over the United States and the world. Um, And 
when you and I were in seminary, mm-hmm. I was a mom of three yep. kids and you were just getting ready to get married. <laughs> I was, that's true. Got married on WNCI 97.9 right here in Columbus. That's uh, <laughs> got engaged that way. Got a free diamond that's ring right. about it. That's for our Valentine's day <laughs> show. So tune in around February and we'll, we'll, we'll do something about that. But, uh, but yeah, I, I guess that's the thing though, with, being a pastor, um, I know for me, I did not feel the inner call. The church that I attended and grew up in said, you really do have the gifts for being a pastor. And I said, you know, I really don't. Um, I'm pretty sure I don't. Uh, but they saw that obviously first and foremost, a love of God, a love of Jesus and the gospel. Um, but then also some other skills as well. Um, you and I definitely, I think fit in the same mold as far as extrovert, we can handle a room, we can handle a podcast. Um, but you don't have to have those extroverted skills to be a, an effective pastor in the kingdom of God, right? That is so true. In fact, here's a fascinating bit of, um, news to, for you and I, Okay. most pastors on the Myers-Briggs personality indicator Mm -hmm. are not extroverts. Most pastors are introverts and uh, you and I, my friend are exceptions. <laughs> well, I like to think I'm exceptional. Oh, I, know. But, you know, it's fine. Yeah, no, yeah. I did not say we were exceptional. <laughs> I said we were exceptions. Oh, okay. Okay. Of course we're exceptional. Whatever. Well, of course. Yeah. Um, but no. So again, yes, you, you do not. Um, one of the beautiful things about seminary is that your formation happens, not just with coursework, but with all of these other pieces that maybe you aren't comfortable with. So if you are thinking, holy cow, I do not want to preach because that means public speaking, right? You know, the preaching coursework here comes with practicums where you learn to become a more effective preacher and you learn to get comfortable, but where you really, really get to put that into practice is internship. Ah. So that's why it's so important. So we, you know, if you don't, um, if you don't like to sing and you don't want to sing the liturgy, yeah. this same professor who taught you and I to do that is still here teaching students to do that. <laughs> God bless that person. Yes. Holy yes. cow. She Holy is. Cow. <laughs> so, um, yes. So we, all of those things, there's no you know, personality model that says this is the kind of personality you must have to be a pastor. Yeah. Well, and, and to your point, um, there's so many different calls. And I guess that's one of the things I wanted to talk about with everyone here on the podcast is, you know, maybe God is calling you to, uh, you know, this ministry or that ministry. Don't think that you may not be called as a pastor, if you're feeling that tug in your heart and God is still tugging at you and still tugging at you, you know, it might be a good idea, just a suggestion to listen. Uh, you really should be listening. I know it took me a while uh, before God really put that to where it needed to be evident. And that's what we call a call story. A call story is, you know, not maybe the experience, but maybe the reasoning why you feel that inner call uh, maybe it came quickly for you. Maybe it came and, and it's lasted a long time. Maybe it's like for me where it came my senior year 
of all times at, at Capital University. You know, I was ready to make the big money as a, as a teacher and, you know, teaching fourth graders. I love fourth graders because they're not too cool yet for you, but they know some stuff. So it's really a fun age uh, for all of you who care about that. Um, but um, but for me, it was like, well, what does it even mean to be a pastor? And, and to Julie's point, Pastor Julie's point is there's so many different things to do in the kingdom of God. Like if you're an administrator, we need you. Uh, you could be a pastor. We have, uh, Julie mentioned Senate. So, and by the way, it's not Senate, like the government it's Senate S Y N O D. Uh, it's a Greek word means walk together. So being a, here I am. Can you imagine me back as a student quoting Greek? Anyway, very impressive. Very thank you. <laughs> Dr. Bryant would be so happy, but, um, but to be able to, we, we need people who are good at administrating. We need people who are good at, uh, podcasts. We need people who are good at marketing or reading a balance sheet, because these are all things that help the kingdom of God in today's world. So take your gifts, who you are, who God has made you to be, who God is making you to be and discern. Hey, oh, wait, that's a big word. Is that a church word, Julie? Discern? Church word. I mean, you know, discernment is, it's a spiritual word. Oh, I like that. So um, discern, you know, discern means, I think discern means think with your head and, and, and with your heart. Mm. What, what is God calling you to, and, and really listen to your body too. Uh, we have another classmate who is a, uh, a pastor and she teaches yoga and she talks yeah. about how that is our embodied prayer. And she right. would tell us to listen to our bodies when we're doing that discernment work. If you feel God calling you towards something and you don't know what it, you, here's a big point. You do not have to have this figured out to come to seminary. Hey, hey. Part of the work of discernment. I mean, the work of discernment never ends. Like no. you and I are still discerning what's God calling us to next. Absolutely. In, yep. in, in the jobs that we're in, what is next? Um, so you don't have to have it all figured out. You come try these things on um, lots and lots of different classes to check out lots of experiences. Um, one of the things that I do with our field placement sites now is when students think, I feel called, but I don't think I'm called to preach or to administer the sacraments, then I look for field placement sites at agencies that do things like feed the hungry and advocate for justice and um, lobby government officials to serve the oppressed and the poor, which is a gospel-centered task. And so you may not be called to... um, shepherd a congregation, which is the word, what pastor means shepherd, but you could still be called and who knows what God is up to in that. Well, and I guess that's the other thing too, then just real quick, because I know we spent some time, but um, so seminary, I mean, I think pastor school, I mean, let's just be honest, uh, you know, Nadia Bowles Weber, I think also called it, um, uh, Hogwarts, you know, for some uh, people it's like, you know, the, where they go learn the mystical, woo, 
you know, they can wave their hands over communion and, and all that stuff. So, and, you know, be able to do baptisms and things like that. And we could talk about that another time, but is it just for pastors or, or what does seminary really encompass? Excellent question. So if you are feeling called to be a pastor, or as we call them here, a minister of word and sacrament, Mm. because again, Aaron only works an hour and a half on Sunday. So he (laughs) preaches and does the sacraments. No, that's That's not, that's it. Not true. Um, But so that's one thing. And you can, you could learn that here. We could prepare you for that here or at any of the seminaries, but this is the best one. Absolutely. No doubt. Absolutely. And but perhaps, um, perhaps you feel God is calling you to be word and service. This does not mean that a pastor does not do service, mm-hmm. but it does mean that word and service folks um, who are often called deacons, mm-hmm. do, they do not generally preside at the sacraments. So they might preach and their whole focus outside of that is then on service oriented things. So they could be in a church or they could be somewhere else, like a chaplain at a hospital or a chaplain at a prison, which you can also do as a word and sacrament person. So there are so many possibilities. You might be a church musician and you could do that as, as a church musician. You could do that as a deacon. Um, Nice. Nice. Lots and lots of possibilities. You could be a youth minister. Yeah. Be a chaplain at a senior center. Um, You could work at um, a hunger ministry or a justice ministry. Mm. Lots of possibilities. And we can prepare you well at seminary for that. And that's really, I think that's really the cool things about candidacy. I think that's a cool thing about the seminary as an institution is exactly what you said. You don't have to have it all figured out. And I know so many of us don't. Um, And it is possible to change courses. I mean, I know for me, I can look back at Capitol and say, you know, grr, I wasn't, I didn't finish a music mate as a music major, but honestly, that's how I met a ton of my friends. That's Mm -hmm. how I literally met the woman who was going to become my wife um, Mm -hmm. or I was going to become her husband. Let's just be honest. Um, But, um, but that being said, God was even taking something that uh, a path that I wasn't really supposed to go down and turned it into a path. That was just another part of the overall plan that God had for me. And I'm super excited about that. And and same thing with seminary. Like I did not have, I had no clue what I was getting into. And God's like, don't worry, you'll figure it out. Um, and, and, and I did, uh, I got to meet some amazing people who will help me along the way. I'll never forget our, our summer Greek class and, uh, trying to pass Hebrew and, um, all this fun stuff. And even to this day, I know I have a ton of books behind me. Um, and some people ask me, did have you read them all? I'm like, well, no, because if you actually read all the books you're supposed to in seminary, I would still be reading 17 years later, but I know what, I know what they all mean. I know that if I need, I have a question, I can go and look at it. Um, and I have great people like Julie to be able to say, Hey, Julie, uh, have you talked to Jim? Who's in California for a while? Because I need to ask him a question about this or, you know, or Julie, Hey, you had this experience out in Seattle. What do you think about that happening in Ohio? I mean, 
it's such an amazing thing to be a part of a denomination. It's such an amazing thing to be a part of vocational ministry. Um, so please, 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 if you feel God tugging at your heart, you know, pay attention to that because it it might just be um, an opportunity to to explore more about what God really wants you to do. And second career, just real quick, uh, Julie, I mean, it was easy for me to say, oh, okay, I started off in kindergarten and um, I'll be honest, listening audience, I was 26 years old by the time I passed, uh, you know, graduated from seminary and I had been in school for 20 years in a row. I was pretty done. Mm-hmm. What was it that, I mean, it had to be maybe difficult or was it easy to, to as a second career person to follow that call? Yeah, it definitely gave me pause. And that was one of the reasons I ignored God's call for many years going, mm. you know, I haven't been in college for a long time and I don't, and I have three kids at home and I don't know that I can do this and, and how, and I, I did it. You know, we have so many resources here. There's a learning center that we have access to that if you're, if you need to brush up on your study skills or figure out, you know, how do you determine what to read when the reading assignment is actually impossible to complete? You know, how do you skim? How do you, what, what does that look like? How do you balance life when you're going to school and doing this work? You can also go part-time and, and do this. And one thing I want to be sure to mention is that right now there, um, Trinity is able to cover the full costs for all of our students right now. Wow. Um, so coming to, if, if you are on the fence and thinking, Oh, I don't know, maybe I'll wait till later. Don't wait. This is the time because um, you can actually do that and get full scholarship money to, to do this work. So now's the time. And that's the thing that the need is the call. And, and if you're feeling that, that deep, uh, I don't know, connection to God, that's that God just keeps pulling. And you're like, you know, Moses, and you're like, ah, let someone else speak, you know, somebody named Aaron, let him speak. Um, that God could be calling Aaron, but God is also calling you. Um, so please don't ignore that call. It is, um, it's changed my life for the better. That's for sure. I mean, I would probably honestly, Julie, I mean, I probably get in trouble um, talking about Jesus because I just keep doing it anyway, but at least this way I get paid for it. And then, you know, it works out pretty well, you know? Yes. I also want to be sure that I say that because we are the ELCA that uh, we are a reconciling in Christ seminary. So that means everybody is welcome here, no matter uh, sexual orientation, gender, no gender, um, all, we don't care. Um, come on over, if, come on over. If, if God has put this call on your heart and you are willing to answer that call, come on over. Awesome. There's a place for you here. Oh, well, thanks, Julie. It's been great to have you on everyone. This is the Reverend Julie Hudson. We are so <laughs> glad that you are back in town. So glad that you are at uh, Trinity at cap. Um, yep. If you have, if people have more information, uh, wanting to kind of explore seminary, possibly coming to the greatest one of the ELCA yes. seminaries at Trinity, uh, what would, what do they need to do? They can email me. Um, the best way to do that is J J H U T S O N at okay. capital.edu. 
Um, if you're feeling brave and lucky, you can go on the Capitol website and, <laughs> and look for Trinity. It's capital.edu slash Trinity. And if you look there, you will find an admissions link, which will take you to Dr. Monica Lowe. If you look a little further, you will also find um, a contextual ed link, which will take you to me. And I'm happy for those um, conversations and questions. That's awesome. Well, thank you again for being yeah. with us. Thanks really. This is just like us going to lunch or something and sitting down and talking about it. Um, 17 years in ordained ministry. Uh, Who would have thought? Congratulations. Oh, thanks. I I think some of my professors wouldn't believe this day would come. Um, But that's the other thing, too, is that there is room for the people who also maybe uh, if you're annoying to professors, there's a place for you, even you at seminary, even you. So anyways, thanks so much. We'll catch you on the rebound. Thanks to Pastor Julie Hudson at Trinity Lutheran Seminary at Capital University for being our guest today. And thank you for listening. If you have any questions about anything that we talked about today, feel free to reach out and contact me at Advent ELC. Remember, you're welcome to join us online for worship anywhere in the world. Simply go to youtube.com slash Advent ELC. Well, until next time, this is Pastor Aaron Lane reminding you to take care and to give care in the name of the one from whom all blessings flow. Have a wonderful week.